and then we'll have the marshals come and they're going to give us several selections tonight maybe five or six songs can you do that many okay i got a nod and then we'll take it from there okay so brother franz come and lead a couple songs all right let's turn to page five four hundred and fifty four stand with me four hundred and fifty four 454, follow on, I will follow Jesus. Amen. Follow on, 454. Down in the valley with my Savior I would go, where the flowers are blooming and the sweet waters flow. Everywhere he leads me I would follow, follow on, walking in his footsteps till the crown be won. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow on Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus Everywhere he leads me, I will follow on Down in the valley with my Savior I would go Where the storms are sweeping and the sweet waters flow with his hand to lead me, I will never, never fear. Danger cannot frighten me if my Lord is near. Follow, follow, I would follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow on. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I will follow on. Down in the valley or upon the mountain steep, close beside my Savior would my soul ever keep. He will lead me safely in the path that he has trod, up to where they gather on the hills of God. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow on. Follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Everywhere he leads me, I will follow on. Amen. Now let's turn to page 630. 630, sound the battle cry. Amen. 630, sound the battle cry. Sound the battle cry. See, the foe is nigh. Raise the standard high for the Lord. Gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon his holy word. Come on, rouse then, soldiers, rally round the banner. Ready, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throng. Strong to meet the foe, marching on we go, while our cause we know must prevail. Shield and banner bright, gleaming in the light, battling for the right we ne'er can fail. Rouse then, soldiers, rally round the banner, ready, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throng. O thou God of all, hear us when we call. Help us one and all by thy grace. When the battle's done and the victory won, may we wear the crown before thy face. 
Roused and soldiers rally round the banner. Ready, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throng. All right, you may be seated, and we'll turn over the service to the Marshall family. They're going to give us several selections of music. And uh, remember, you can still get the tapes and things. We're not hawking music, but if you'd like to take some of that with you, it'd be a great opportunity to do so. All right. Good evening. How are you tonight? I'm going to have my wife come up here and sing with the ladies. Right now, do you know you're going to do that? You know, you know now. Y'all had a good afternoon? Had a good meal? Oh, how you doing? <laughs> Haven't seen you in a while. the blessed contemplation when we trouble here I sigh I've a home beyond the river that I'll enter by and by I've a home beyond the river I've a mansion bright and fair I've a home beyond the river I will dwell Jesus there just a little more to labor tell the story watch and pray just a few more earthly sorrows then to heaven will fly away I've a home, I've a home beyond the river I've a mansion bright and fair Jasper wall. The Jasper wall. Oh, how sweet will be to meet them. All the rest, the most above. Sweeter still to see the Savior. Praise him for redeeming love. I've a home beyond the river. I've a mansion right in there. Jesus there. I will dwell with Jesus there. 
All right. I think this is a new song. I don't remember them doing this before. But it's entitled, He Lives in Me. And the Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope of glory. What a day that will be when we see Christ in all of his glory. And that's our hope. With Christ in us. You ready to go? Not quite. Okay, say something over there, brother. <laughs> um, I'm thankful to be saved. Thankful to be here tonight. Uh, thankful that the Lord's allowed me the opportunity to travel with the Marsha family. It's a blessing. and um, Something I've dreamed of doing all my life. Thank the Lord he let me do it. <laughs> We're getting close. in a different frame I feel the sinner's drink when I'm as helpless as a child and you may see me grinning like it's going out of style the things I used to treasure they just get in my way and the people I once hated oh I love them more each day the frown I'm used to wearing has been turned upside down since Jesus came into my heart and turned my life around he lives in me he lives in me. He lives in me. He bought me with a price. Now I no longer am my own. My life is his kingdom. My heart is his throne. He lives in me. He lives in me. He lives in me. The King of all heaven and earth is living in me.
song, isn't it? All right. We're not that close to Canada, folks. You know that? Let me see. I think I'll, I think I'll use this one right here. Price is great, I will not go, 
Yet because he loved us so, still he came. Yet because he loved us so, still he came. This next song is a song that was written by a girl that uh, we met her in-laws and didn't even know they were in the church that we were in that day and hadn't heard a lot about about her, but uh, the girl, the lady's got a hold of the tape somewhere and uh, this song was, um, I guess she'd written all the songs on the tape, I'm not sure, but anyhow, this song really uh, has... That's a good message, and uh, it's entitled, He Gave Himself. That's exactly what Christ did for us. He gave himself without reservation to pay for our sins, and so he gave himself. Before the fall of man, God had a perfect plan. To fellowship with us was his design. But Adam disobeyed, to sin became a slave. Now a perfect sacrifice would be required. An offering must be made. A sin debt must be paid, so God and man can reconciled be. So Jesus said, I'll go, because he loved me so. He shed his blood and paid sin's penalty. took my place and gave himself. No greater love is known, no greater love is shown than when one lays his life down for a friend. But Jesus died for me when I was his enemy. A love like this I cannot comprehend. He gave himself to pay our debt I could not pay. When I was lost, he gave himself to be my way. Though I deserve to be in love he took my place and gave himself. My nails were in his hand, my crown of thorns he wore. My stripes were on his back, my heavy cross he bore. And when God turned his back, he turned it on my sin. Jesus won a victory that I could never win. He gave himself to pay a debt I could not pay when I was lost. 
Remember the story about the woman that wanted to just touch the hem of Jesus' garment? Uh, this song here is based on that uh, very uh, account in the Bible. And it's an inspiration to uh, make us want to draw closer to Jesus. If we could just reach out by faith. We don't uh, have the ability to literally touch him now physically, but... We do by faith, and uh, we ought to be reaching out to him every day to touch him and have him bless us and uh, heal us if we need it. Amen? <laughs> and I'm talking about spiritual healing. Pressing, thronging him, he seems so far away. I wonder if I'll ever have the strength to make my way. In desperation, I push through. I must, I must succeed. In time. to be 
Pastor, you wanted to come back up. They got one more song here. Pardon? Okay, all right. Let me go back down. just want to take a few minutes and on Sunday nights we traditionally have a time of testimony and praising the Lord for what he's done uh, in our hearts and lives and um, that's one thing that prepares your heart to receive the preaching as well amen and so let's start we had 85 this morning that was very good attendance praise the Lord for that and four visitors and uh, I'll tell you it's been a good meeting so far with the Marshall family and it's not over yet. Amen. And so we praise the Lord. Any other testimonies you want to add tonight? Anyone at all? It always starts out real slow. Ted. other testimonies tonight? Elena. Amen. Okay, praise the Lord, he's able to play that banjo tonight, amen. All right. Oh, John, yes. Okay, Jimmy Sukulas, our missionary to the deaf in Botswana, is at 95% of his needed support to go to Botswana. So that is an answer to prayer. Praise the Lord. He'll be making some plans to move there sooner rather than later. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any other things to praise the Lord about? Rowena. 
Amen. Praise the Lord for spiritual healing. Amen. Okay. I Praise the Lord. He he does minister through music, and we praise the Lord that the marshals are able to be here with us, and, and uh, praise the Lord that music has been a ministry for them, and so is preaching. Looking forward to hearing that, Brother Paul. Amen, Brother Franz. Okay, had a good team meeting Friday night. Sean. Yes, praise the Lord. Sean played his first offertory this morning. We praise the Lord for that. 
Only two lessons. Wow. I think that's a record. So praise the Lord for that. Can't wait till he gets 20 here. We'll see what happens. But you give your talents to the Lord, and he will use them. Amen? I think somebody said talent is 90% hard work or something like that. Yes, I think that was my father-in-law there. Okay, Sharon. Grandpa was able to dedicate the baby. Praise the Lord, Brett and Marie were able to be here. That's the first time the twins have been in church. So praise the Lord for that. Orange. Praise the Lord for the preaching. It's already been alluded to. The messages have been right on. And we've needed those. Anyone else? All right, let's just pray. And then we'll get one more song. And Dad, you're preached to us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for your working in hearts and lives. Lord, we thank you for the testimonies that were given in praise to you and what you are doing. Lord, we're glad that you're a God of action. You're not just a God of, of uh, uh, erythral platitudes and words and things, yet your words demand action upon our part. And yet, Lord, they demand action upon your part as well. And we thank you for the cross. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you for eternal life. But, Lord, we thank you for the comfort that you give us each day. We thank you for the strength to go on. We thank you for what you're doing right here at Open Door Bible Baptist Church. We thank you for the Marshall family and praise you for their ministry. And, Lord, we thank you for the babies that were dedicated to being raised to serve you today. In your name we pray. Amen. All right.
All right, we'll have you turn to the book of Acts, and we're going to chapter 4, and just read a couple verses there, and I wonder if it'd be good if you'd stand to your feet. Some people, some preachers say in reverence to the Word of God, so that's all right. In Acts chapter 4, am I on here? Acts chapter 4, 32 and 33. And a multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. They had all things common, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Verse 33 again, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. I speak tonight on the subject of what happens when the power goes off, when the power goes out. What happens when the power goes out? Let's pray. Father, we ask your blessing upon your word tonight. We thank you. Lord, for your Holy Spirit who lives in us. And Father, we uh, realize that we need also anointing from you, Lord, to proclaim your word, that your word has to be breathed upon also by the Holy Spirit as we speak. And so we're asking you, God, if you would do that tonight. You would help us to be a blessing, to be encouragement to your people tonight. And a challenge. We ask this in Christ's name and for his sake we pray. Amen. You may be seated. What happens when the power goes off? Uh, you had here in the city some different sections where the power was off for quite some time. Is that right? And we had our own version of that in the mountains of West Virginia. It will be a year the 25th of this month. What happened was we had an 8-inch snow and the leaves were still on the trees. And we woke up that morning. There was, it sounded like a battlefield. The limbs breaking off the trees across the valley and around us. Trees had fallen across the road, blocked the road. Uh, chainsaws were already humming. Uh, power lines had been broken down. In certain sections, it was only off for a little while. In our house, it was off almost a week. And uh, there's some things that happen when the power goes off. The, the uh, Allegheny Power Company, when the bill came out the next time, they always uh, include a little uh, pamphlet explaining some things about electricity or whatever, how to conserve it. They don't really want you to conserve it, but they say they do. Um, one, of the, one of the things they said in that little pamphlet after that storm, they said they had 6,000 places where they had to fix the electric. 6,000. So it's no wonder some people didn't get their power back on for quite some time. 
It's a very simple message tonight. Things are very easy to understand. I'd like for you to turn to Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 10. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 10. You know what happens when the power goes off? It gets dark. That's simple, isn't it? You depend on electricity for light. It gets dark. We, our main dwelling place, so the, the ladies live upstairs uh, in a loft, uh, a place where we cook, where my wife and I sleep, and where our little office is for the CD and tape ministry, is in the basement area in between two garages, a garage on each side, and there are no windows in that particular area. Now, I realize we, we have to do something about that, but we didn't intend to live there forever. But when it gets, when the lights go out, I mean, when the power goes off, it gets dark, dark there in that basement. And in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 10, it says, when wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is is pleasant unto thy soul. Discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh froward things, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they froward in their paths. So uh, when the power of God goes off, when you lose fellowship with the Lord, and that's what we're talking about, darkness comes, and you, you end up walking in ways of darkness. John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. But if we don't follow Christ as his children, we're going to walk in darkness. And it's a serious and sad thing to be walking in darkness away from the Lord Jesus Christ. He said in chapter 3, verse 19 of John, that this is a condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. So what happens when the power goes off? You begin to do some deeds of evil. Sooner or later, you're going to get involved in it because you need to stay close to the Lord to stay out of darkness. Number two, we lose our sense of security. I read this in Deuteronomy 28, 20, 66, and listen, would you, with your ears and your heart, it says, he's talking about uh, people, he's talking about his people that disobey him they walk in darkness, and he said, Thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. When we start walking in darkness, when the power goes off, we lose our sense of security. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. And we begin reading with, Verse 2, chapter 11. I want to read this passage to, uh, down, I guess, to verse 14. Chapter 2, chapter 11, verse 2, down to verse 14. Uh, stay with me and read along here. It says, Now when John had heard 
in prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto them, Art thou he, art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before my fa thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, notice this, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you will receive it, this is Elias which were, was to come, which was for to come. Uh, Brother Roloff said that John the Baptist was a bulldozer for Jesus Christ to prepare the way for his coming. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. He said there was none greater, none greater than John the Baptist. Isn't that what he said? Of all the born of women, there have not risen a greater than John the Baptist. And yet John, here in prison, wrote to, uh, sent to Jesus and said in verse 3, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? This is mentioned again in chapter 7 of the book of Luke. Isn't that amazing? The greatest prophet that ever lived on this earth, that one day stood aside from Christ, the greatest prophet of all that was born of women, and really Christ was more than a prophet. We know he was the very son of God. But he stood one day and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world, pointed people to Jesus Christ, the way uh, preparer for Jesus Christ. And yet in prison, after he was uh, thrown there because he had preached against Herod and his wife, uh, whom he was not supposed to have, he... Uh, sent to Jesus Christ and said, are you really the one that should come or do we look for another? He lost his sense of direction, you should say. He lost it, evidently his sense of security or really the assurance about the Messiah. And I want you to notice what Jesus said in verse 4. He said, for them to go unto them and, and show John, or go unto him and show John again those things which you do hear and see. He said, go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. And that's what we need to do when a person uh, loses their power or loses their light in their life and loses their security and they're walking in darkness. We need to go and tell them again what they heard in the beginning and bring the message to them again. And so if John the Baptist could lose sight of Jesus Christ and who he really was, certainly it can happen to us in this age. We get away. 
and we lose our sense of security. When the power is gone, we doubt our salvation. We need to get it back. Very simple. Tonight, not only does it get dark when the power goes off, not only do we lose our sense of security, I mean, you get up and you really don't know which way to walk or, you know, you bump into things and you're not sure exactly how far the door is you're trying to make uh, over to or where the refrigerator is uh, or whatever in the house. You lose your sense of security and direction. But thirdly, uh, when the power goes off, things don't work like they did before, especially those things that are operated by electricity. And that's very simple, isn't it? But that's true. They don't work. Oh, we have, uh, of course, a refrigerator or a freezer or a hot water, a water heater that's heated by electricity. We always want to say hot water heater, but you know what you do? You take cold water and you heat it, right? So we have a water heater that's electric. And an electric stove and a furnace that's run by electricity. The, the uh, blower is powered, and of course, the thermostat and all that's operated by electricity. When that power goes off, those don't work. Um, when, when the power goes off in your light, life, uh, things don't work like they used to, spiritually. You, you don't want you, to, you lose your desire to, to be with other Christians. You, you lose your desire to fellowship with God's people. You, you lose your desire to be in the house of God. Are you here tonight because you've been forced to come? Are you here tonight because uh, you feel obligated to come? You feel it would disappoint the pastor, though it would, if you didn't come? I mean, that's one of the minor reasons why you should come. You should want to come to the house of God because you love the Lord. And you have a desire in your house, to, in your heart, to be in the house of God. We don't want to read our Bibles. It becomes a cold book to us when the power goes out. Another thing, we don't want to witness. We don't want to talk about Jesus. We become uh, apprehensive about that. We, it's, not, it's never always easy to open a conversation about the Lord with somebody you don't know. I realize that. But... Uh, I know one thing, you'll have that desire inside you when the power is there. When the power is on, you'll have that desire and you won't be able to rest until you've done what God wants you to do in speaking to somebody. That's right, Brother Marshall. You're right. Amen. Well, I'm going to say something else. You don't mind? I have another truth ready at hand. As Spurgeon said. Number four. Very simple. It gets dark. Yes, but why does it get dark? Because the lights don't shine. Isn't that right? We first, when we realized the power was off, we got out the candles. We had candles burning here and there. And then uh, I had this 100-watt converter they use on a 12-volt system and the van, I got it years ago to uh, do video recording out in the wilds. And uh, so 
So we got that thing going, running off a battery, but the battery would run down. And we'd have to put it back in the car to charge it up. So there was uh, this old uh, generator that I bought for the same purpose of making videos out there in the, in the wilderness. And uh, so we got it going. It didn't run very well. I don't know what uh, Peter did with that. You had it up here for a while. and uh, I don't know what you did to it, but uh, the, the governor was messed up on that and it took me a while to get it going, you know. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it did take me a while to get it going. I hadn't used it in quite some time. So it, it was only a thousand watts, so it would provide it would provide lights for us. And and uh, I had I we use these uh, neon lights, you know, that screw into a socket, and uh, for twenty six watts you can get a hundred watts. You understand that down there? <laughs> so uh, that didn't use up quite as much energy, but we couldn't. We couldn't run really much. We couldn't cook. We, we did have a propane cooker, in which I use, which I used to cook um, turkeys and so on during the festive seasons. So we used that to cook on, and we had wood heat, so we didn't freeze to death. Uh, that's something that I suppose a lot of people in the city didn't have, right? It got pretty cold, didn't it? Was that during the winter? Oh, it got hot. Yeah. So air conditioners don't work. <laughs> but we didn't have to worry about air conditioning. It was heat. Because it's getting close to November. But uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. We didn't do that. We tried to get as much light out of those candles as we could. But on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. When the power goes off, your light's not going to be shining very far. In fact, it, it, gets, uh, it gets dark enough in your life, there's not going to be any light. Amen? So we need to, we need to get the power back. Now, uh, turn to John chapter 11 right quick. John chapter 11. There's something else that takes place or could happen when the power goes off and it gets dark inside. John chapter 11, verse 9 and 10, Jesus answered and said, there Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. You know what? You can get hurt when the power goes off. When your fellowship with the Lord is gone, you can hurt, get yourself hurt. I'm talking about you can get a bitter spirit. Somebody can hurt you. You'll not be able to take uh, rebuke or criticism uh, or uh, conviction. You know what? It, it'll, it'll bother you. It'll hurt you. And it'll create in you a spirit of bitterness that can boil off into somebody else's life. And haven't we seen that in the church? Where a, a root of bitterness comes in. And like we mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it here, I don't know where I mentioned it, but I know I mentioned it the other day. Um, but, you know, I have some timers. And so uh, 
I forget things and I forget people. Um, but I see a lot of people. I know where I am now. But you know what? Uh, people, uh, when, when they begin to get away from God and lose that spiritual power in their life, uh, they'll see something wrong uh, they think is wrong, or maybe they'll get hurt. Somebody said something. Maybe the preacher said something they didn't like. Maybe he's telling them the truth at the time, but they don't like it. So to justify themselves, they go to somebody else in the church and they tell them about it and they talk about the preacher. And pretty soon that root of bitterness begins to grow and they tell somebody else. And I've seen those things happen. And it's a sad time. It's a sad time. We need to stay close to the Lord. We need to stay in prayer. We need to stay in the book. And we need to do what God tells us to do. And then God will give us the power to be victorious in our life. And be a testimony. Uh, you can get hurt spiritually. Just like you can stumble over something when you're walking in the dark. And, and uh, break your big toe or something. <laughs> Number six. And the last. Revelation 3.14, we took a tour through this, the first night. We're going to take another tour, they're free, don't cost you a dime. Revelation 3.14, and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would, thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I count, because of that, he said, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and the shame of thy nakedness, do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eyes salve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Notice in verse 17, they're seeing things differently than what they really are. Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and they don't know the situation they're in. So we... We see things differently when the power goes off. The things of the world, uh, they are the things that we're attached to, the things that we have affection for, the things that are more important in our life. Uh, material things, our plans, our own plans, and God's business can go out the window when we lose the power of God in our life. In conclusion, I'll have you turn to 2 Kings chapter 6. Here's the story of Elisha with the prophets, the, uh, the school of the prophets. And, and they were concerned about, they were not rich, like a lot of prophets in Bible school. And I remember my buddy and I, we chased one another around trying to give the other one some money when we had money. And, and because of pride, 
uh, we didn't want to take it. So <laughs> we, when, when he had some money, uh, I'd run from him. And when I had money, he'd run from me. And um, a, lot of, a lot of prophets in Bible school, I say, are not very well off. Remember that, Brother uh, Peter, okay? <laughs> when you go out there next year. Uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, And some of the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold, now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us, or too crowded. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take them every man a beam, and let us make a place where, there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place, and he cut a stick and cast it thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore, said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand and took it. You notice... When that axe head fell into the water, he said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. It didn't belong to us. I want to tell you something. The power of God doesn't belong to us, really. It's a gift of God. And, it, and you know what? We not, ought not to get to a place where we think, Well, I'm doing it. Because when that happens, the power of God goes away. It was borrowed. And then the man of God said, Where fell it? And I'll tell you where it falls. All right? It falls in the place where we do something that's contrary to the will of God. We allow some sin to come in our life. And we're never going to get that power back until we go back to that place and get that right between us and God. Now, I ask you tonight in closing... Where fell it? Is the power gone? Has the power been turned off? Let me ask you, where fell it? And you know, when the power comes back, when we get right with God and the power comes back, I mean, it's glory, glory, glory. It's good to be back in fellowship with God again, is it not? Yeah. And the peace that comes and the joy, it's worth giving up everything that might hinder us. And turning our life back over to God. You know, uh, I, I say tonight to you, I come to you tonight to tell you that Jesus Christ is still working miracles. He's still powerful. And He really is the Messiah. He is the one. He's the one that can give you that power and the lights will come back on and things will work again and you'll not be walking in darkness and not endangered and hurting yourself having a crushed spirit that's not supposed to be crushed sometimes we need to be crushed to get us in the right place but a lot of times we bring those things into our own life into our own situation so I ask you tonight is there some place where it fell, where it was shut off, that you need to go back to and get it right? 
Let's look to God in prayer. Father, this evening we thank you and praise your name that you give the Holy Ghost. We're thankful, Lord, that you said that he would abide with us forever, but we also know, God, that if we don't stay in fellowship with you, that you can take that power from us in the sense that we'll not be effective, we'll not be a blessing, that we'll be a hindrance to your ministry, to your work. And so, God, I pray tonight that, that all of us would search our hearts and would ask you if there's something that's standing in the way that hinders us from being the testimony, the witness, something that keeps our light from shining like it should. God, help us tonight, we pray. Speak to hearts. If folks need to come and get some things right, maybe someone needs to go to somebody else and ask them for forgiveness for something. Because uh, sometimes, Lord, that's what happens. And then folks get bitter. Lord, we pray tonight that you'd move in this service. And for anyone that may be here that does not know you, never been saved, Lord, they're in a good place to find salvation. And Lord, uh, we pray that they would let the, their case be known, that they would, Lord, uh, respond to the invitation, come and let somebody take the Bible and pray with them and show them in the book how they can know for sure their sins are forgiven. We ask it in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. We have an invitation number as we stand to our feet.